Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Fill me up with a bear full of monkeys as I hate being bored. I hate being bored. Look me up because I'm such a Welcome back to Pop Culture Junkie Podcast for part two of our Britney Spears-themed episode, where we are talking about her new book, The Woman in Me. My name is Shauna, and I am joined by my fellow junkies, whose names are... I am Nicole. And Olivia. We obviously had a lot to say, so thank you for sticking around for the second half of our conversation. So Britney gets an annulment at her parents' behest. Yes. So she gets the annulment and it's 2004 and they're going to start going into the Onyx hotel tour and really getting into everything. Now in this time, she talks a little bit about right after oops, I did it again was the first time that she started Prozac. And so she, she kind of recognizes like, Hey, I'm kind of depressed. I'm like working too much. I'm doing too much. And so she starts Prozac and Unfortunately, she's not taking it as she should. She's taking a daily pill like uh, it's like a Xanax, right? Like she's taking it when she feels like she needs it. And unfortunately, that does send your brain into a really bad state of like up and down. And she's kind of like not necessarily making the best decisions at that time. And she meets Kevin Federline. Oh, yeah. And she said she's taking Adderall at this point, right? Didn't Mm -hmm. she say that was kind of her like, quote, drug of choice? When yeah, she was very out common about, in the yeah. industry. Like, okay, you got to be up, you got to be down, you got to take yeah. this, you got to take that. Keep go, 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 go. Yeah, yeah. It's and interesting. She, like those, the drugs that they that she chose for herself, like Adderall, and then at one point, like caffeine supplements, which reminds mm-hmm. me of what was that Saved Hydroxy by the Bell cut. when she gets addicted to caffeine. Yeah, right. <laughs> I'm so scared. Okay, Norman. <laughs> But I'm like, these drugs that she's doing herself are things that can keep her going and keep her like moving mm-hmm. and try to Sustained. like. Sustained. Exactly. The sustained energy. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so she meets K-Fed. What a catch. Mm-hmm. Yes, we meet Kevin Federline. But, uh, <laughs> you know, this is the iconic Britney and Kevin Chaotic. Oh and my God, I it watched truly it. truly is so I good. It. It's so good, but Her it's putting so on chaotic. mascara. Every time I put on mascara, I think about Britney Spears putting on mascara, which is, I guess, a lot. <laughs> but she every has this time? scene. Every time, I swear to God, for like a split second, I'm like, Britney. Because I remember watching it and she put on like 50 coats of mascara. <laughs> she keeps going and going. I can't remember if this is actually on an episode, but there is definitely like this episode of Britney and Kevin. 
where it's like footage from it and they're stoned to the bone <laughs> and they are just like talking to each other and she's like what are you saying no oh no. Like her little louisiana accent and, and she's just like she's like i want to watch spun i want to watch it and he's oh like it was God. on the tour bus and she was like Spun was not on the tour bus. <laughs> oh my God, uh, it's so good. Oh, such a good movie. One of it's my good favorite movie. movies. It's, good it's movie. so good. It's depressing, but it's good. Yeah. <laughs> but this is like really around that time. And, you know, if you were not around or don't remember, like everyone took it upon themselves to be like, he's not good enough for her. And, yeah. you know, if you've ever been in a friendship where a girl has a shit boyfriend, the worst thing that you can do is be like, get rid of him, get out of there. Like mm-hmm. he's no good for you. It's just going to make them you want to stay with him even deeper more. into it. They oh, don't God. see what I don't see. I know all of us, every girl fucking listening right now has been there where you have that friend and he's not good enough for her. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you have to kind of gently approach it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause the minute you're like, he's trash. She's just like, I love him. Yeah. I love him. I love him. He's mine. She um, wanted babies, though. She wanted that family. She wanted yeah. to be loved. And she mentions multiple times in the book how bad she just wants to be held. Right? Mm-hmm. Like, And I think Kevin was that for a little bit until he wasn't. It's like every mm-hmm. fucking man, right? Yeah. Like, she's like 22 years old. And, yeah. And she ends up getting pregnant. Do mm-hmm. they... Do they get married first or they have their baby yeah. first? They get married. Okay. They get married and then they start having kids really fast. Yeah. She's like 22, 23 when she starts having yeah. kids, which is just so crazy to me. Like, Brittany yeah. was always like an idol to me. But going back and looking like in 2007, like she's in the aftermath of 2007, like post shaving her head, like she's 25 years old with two children and in postpartum. And it's just so incredibly insane. I didn't realize she was that young having her first kid. Yeah, right? It's crazy. I'm like, that's a baby. I'm 30 years old and I'm a baby. Mm-hmm. Like, what are you talking about? I'm just the, it's the, with the babies. And so the downfall of it, she's had her two children. Um, and unfortunately, like at this time, we weren't having the conversations that we were today about postpartum. Really, it was kind of this hush-hush thing. We didn't recognize the signs or what that really meant for mothers. Um, And then you add on top 50 people surrounding you with flashing bulbs following you. And, you know, ultimately being really intense, being taunting and, and really pushing her. And so she's in the throes of this postpartum and really struggling Kevin Federline is leaving her at home with two children, trying to raise them on her own so he can start his rap career. Mm-hmm. What rap career? You've never heard of it? Because he sucked. Mm-hmm. That's why. <laughs> and mind you, like these kids, she was pregnant, had her first child and got pregnant with the second one three months later. So like these kids are super duper young and so close at age. To the point where it's like, you know, your doctor's saying not to even like, have intercourse mm-hmm. after a certain amount of time because you are so likely to get pregnant yeah. again and your body's not going to be able to like bounce back. But yeah, for her, you know, she just went into it. And, you know, whenever things started to get really intense is a lot of these paparazzis are chasing her, um, following her, making her feel really unsafe. And they're chasing her and she ends up 
trying to get away with her son, Sean Preston, in her lap. And Mm -hmm. so a lot of the backlash started um, from that and just kind of continued to spiral. And so this is whenever we get like the Matt Lauer interview where um, they're like, you know, how could you do this? She's a bad mom and she's crying and all of those things. It's, it's kind of starting to get out of control. Her and Kevin are officially breaking up. Well, sort of. So she's like helping him make his rap career and he's refusing. <laughs> his rap career. Yeah, that doesn't <laughs> exist. But he's like refusing to see her. And so this is starting to get like kind of triggering, I think, in a way with Justin Timberlake, like she got broken up with by text message. Like her bodyguards are saying, no, Kevin doesn't want to see you. This part made me so sad. Like, I can't imagine my husband, somebody that is the father of your children, somebody you love, your trust, like it's supposed to be this person who makes you feel safe and is you're you're human, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And refusing to see her, refusing to even speak to her. She's being ghosted by her husband. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Insane. It's insane. Like, I, I can't imagine what must have been going through her head. Yeah. Especially after such a traumatic breakup with Justin, after everything she's been through. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah, she doesn't and, know if he's leaving her like because he won't tell her. He just. And at this time, she her. lost. She lost her aunt. Um, yeah. who she was much closer to to than Lynn Spears herself. Yeah. Like. And so her marriage is falling apart and she's postpartum mm. and ultimately like her aunt dies. And so she's just like ultimately really smiling. I think the way that she talks about her shaving her head, it's like, oh, you want me to be pretty for you? Fuck you. Mm-hmm. You want me to yep. be your dream girl? Fuck you. Like you try to control every single thing about me and I'm done. Fuck you. And like, that was the only way in her people pleasing mind that she could like, tell people to fuck off without like telling someone no. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. That's how I saw it too. And you know, it's so sad thinking back how much we made fun of her at the time and how much the press made fun of her and Britney's crazy and shaved her head. And like, this was clearly somebody who was going through a mental health crisis mm-hmm. and who was making a statement. And like you said, it was like, you know what? I'm done being your perfect little doll of what you expect from me. And I'm going to just, she snapped. She reached that breaking mm-hmm. point of, I can't fucking do this anymore. I think I would have too, though. Like, oh, at absolutely. 25. Absolutely. At 25 years old, to be in that and, like, never be able to do anything. Yeah. Like, people, hey, what? we're going to ask you the question with that's on everyone's mind. She's like, what's that? And he was like, your breasts. Oh, yeah, your breasts. To, you're a terrible mom. You're unfit. To the senator's wife saying, if I was yep. saw her right now, I'd shoot her on the street. It's just, it's fucking absurd. It's just the, the toxic, like just masculinity, honestly, that was surrounding her and just breaking her down at every single point. I would have snapped absolutely too, especially Mm -hmm. as you mentioned, she was postpartum, Mm -hmm. which Mm -hmm. doesn't get enough like respect and attention in any woman's story, but definitely Mm -hmm. in Britney's. Mm -hmm. I mean, just, it was all compounding so much. And then when she has that infamous like umbrella thing with the shaved mm-hmm. head where the paparazzi are chasing her. Yeah. And she has this, the umbrella. That story is so sad. Oh, it's so sad. Like she tried to go to Kevin's house to see him and talk to him and talk to her children. She was turned away. Mm-hmm. Right. And there were paparazzi waiting for her and what chased her. Right. And then it ended up at a gas station when she finally was like 
get the fuck away from me, honestly. I mean, what mm-hmm. are you supposed to do in that mm-hmm. moment? Of course you're going to snap. Yeah. She mm-hmm. had well, they're always Listen. like trying to taunt people. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, uh, a lot of this like ultimately leads into it. You know, one of the most interesting parts of this book, I, I think what was said was very interesting, but was was left out was even more interesting to me. Mm-hmm. And so if like as a refresher, I was really into the Free Britney movement. So in Lynn's book, Lynn wrote a book six months Ugh. after Britney got put into this conservatorship and shaved her head. And she writes in the book that allegedly Sam Lutfi was drugging Brittany and trying to take control of her and her money. And mm. you do not hear a single word about Sam Lutfi in this entire nope. story. Not and a it's beat. happening in conjunction with the photographer. And so what was interesting to me is she does have a technically like a restraining order on Sam Lutfi as a conservatorship issue, like it still is there, so but she, she doesn't even talk about it. She doesn't even bring him. it up. Yeah. Even in past. Yeah, yeah. It's very like tied up, but she could do like what she did with the photographer and say the manager at the time, like yeah. also what Janelle Kind of Kirby alluding did. to so, who she's talking about. Yeah. And so it's really, really interesting that she doesn't put it in there. I mean, Sam Lutfi to this day has claimed that he was not drugging Brittany, of course, and that their claims were part to take control of our life, which I do not freaking doubt that in the slightest. And, you know, we'll kind of talk about some high level stuff with the conservatorship, like just timeline so you can place it. Really, as she's telling the story from the way that she sees it, like Lynn was such an integral part in tricking her into being in the places that they needed to get her put under a 5150 hold, which in the state of California is a psychiatric hold for mm-hmm. 24 hours. And they can do 72 hours after the 72 hours. That's where a conservatorship comes into Yeah. Place. I mean, Lynn was the one who kind of told her where to go at the time for the setup, right? Like, I mean, both of her parents were absolutely integral to yeah. playing I the I think parts the cops are after this. you. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Mm-hmm. I think it's like kind of this perfect storm of Jamie Spears was about to ultimately lose his business. He is connected to a woman named Lou M. Taylor at this time. And so with Lou Taylor, she is a business manager. Brittany, before being put into the conservatorship, has uh, documented emails saying that this woman is stalking her and Mm -hmm. that she is afraid of her and to get away from her. But it was really this perfect storm of bad people around her who yeah. saw an Taking opportunity, of her. Lou Taylor as well, and then her father, and then Kevin Federline had this perfect storm to come in and everybody wanted something from her. And the best way to get that was to make her look crazy. And while she was in the throes of a mental health issue and needing some real help, it was really kind of like a cash grab for her rights and her freedom and yeah so i mean i think that they did a really good job of making everybody very concerned about britney right like that was all over the headlines it still is honestly of mm-hmm. just what's britney doing she's unfit oh she's in this conservatorship and then i feel like they did a really good job of polishing up her image mm-hmm. in their minds anyway putting her on these relentless tours putting her in that Vegas residency 
making her be a judge on one of those X Factor or some shit. Yeah, mm-hmm. X Factor. I mean, in making her be an extra on How I Met Your Mother and really being like, look at her now. Now that she's under this conservatorship, look how pretty she is. Mm-hmm. She's working out again because, you know, her father controlled every fucking thing that she put in her mouth. Mm-hmm. Um, she's, oh, look at her. She's perfect again. And it's because of us. Like we saved her. Yeah. And I think yeah, that's they wanted kind to of, be real blind yeah. side. Exactly. Right. The, and that's how they kind of presented themselves in the media, too, is just kind of like, oh, Britney's doing so much better thanks to this and thanks to our care. Mm-hmm. And in the book, Brittany makes it very clear. Uh, she goes on about how she hated going on these tours, right? Like, I, now that I think about it in the book, I mean, she toured so relentlessly and worked that Vegas show so relentlessly. She lost all joy in performing. Mm-hmm. Like, the spark went out of her, right? I mean, you're doing yeah. the same thing in and out, day in and day out. And she said she wasn't able to change the show, wasn't able to change the choreography. Mm-hmm. And I mean, and all of this is even before she gets put in that like months long hold that we'll talk about. Yeah. Of just not being able to control her own image, her own career, do anything, have friends, drink, drink coffee, drive her car. Like, but, you know, to the public eye, oh, she's pretty and skinny again. So she must be doing great. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like real coercive control. Yeah. Happening there. And yeah, I, I one thing that, you know, we can kind of talk about as well is like it was hard for me personally to kind of disconnect what I know about free Britney and all of those mm-hmm. things. I do wish that she had kind of talked more about like the signs and the signals and all those things that she was doing because fans did note it. Like she talks about how she wasn't like moving her hair as much. She was like, I know that's what they want. uh, So Mm -hmm. I'm not going to give it to them. And fans did start to notice and, you know, where we really kind of come in as the public after the book that Lynn releases is we're like, okay, well, she seems to be doing better. That's great. But then really kind of in like 2019, 2018, I think is where these fans start to notice like something's off with Britney. Something's not going on. Yeah. 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 And so people start to see this and there starts to become a murmur of it. And then Mm -hmm. right around this time, Britney Spears is supposed to announce like her second residency. Yeah. And oh, she wanted thing. to end it so bad. Yeah. There's this big oh. thing. There's this big event. Britney Spears is supposed to be there. A bunch of people are watching it. Free Britney is just getting started where yeah. people are like, what's going on over there? And she walks out to the event. She goes onto the steps, goes onto the stage, and immediately and walks then fucking off. leaves. Oh, that she was, was supposed to perform. Bitch move. She's just She's like, huh? Uh. I'm done. And everyone was like, what is going on? Mario Lopez up there just like, the fuck just happened? She was supposed to sing a few songs, yeah. and she didn't. And so everyone was like, that was weird. And then immediately after this, Jamie sees she's getting like some freedom and some independence. Mm-hmm. So they send her into a rehab in person. This in-person rehab that she describes sounds like fucking hell. Like she yeah. says, you know, she even says, I felt like I was being tortured like every day. They she make essentially her- was. Yeah, honestly, they like put her in that chair for hours, daily mm-hmm. like drugs that they were forcing her to they take. They were p- putting her on lithium. For- lithium will fuck you up. Like, yeah. 
Especially I mean, no, if you do no it hate longer. to anybody who, you know, in everybody's mental health and prescription drug journeys are their own, obviously. But like, if they're putting her on these drugs that she honestly, like the catalyst for this was, yeah, her skipping out on this, wanting to skip out on this tour, but then also taking energy supplements. And they were like, mm-hmm. we found drugs on you. And she's like, I'm taking drugs. <laughs> Well, that like, was separate. That was separate. They'd already, they sent it? her in for that a previous time. So like oh my anytime God. she would do anything without their permission, she would send yeah, them there. Yeah, just locked up, essentially. But, you know, like a lot of people are like, oh, Britney's acting weird, like blah, blah, blah. And today, and a lot of like this behavior that we see comes after this moment where they were drugging her on yeah. lithium and these things that you're not supposed to take for more than five months at a time yep. because it does cause brain damage for and months, months. And who knows what dosage she was being put on. Yeah. I mean, she said she was comatose. Like she would just be not you she know, there. Think. Like, yeah, she forgot who she was, where she was just kind of stuck in this kind of solitary confinement for months. Like that's, mm-hmm. that's going to absolutely affect your mental state going forward. Yeah. And in, in the book, this isn't talked about as much, but Free Britney, I can't remember the podcast that initially started it, but they had like a daily countdown. They're like, what's going on with Britney? We haven't mm-hmm. heard from her. She's blacked out. La la la. Well, in this time, whenever everything's building and people are freaking out, Britney is like, totally demoralized and feels like no one cares about her and no one will ever yeah. save her from this. And one of the nurses pulls her aside and shows her on the computer. The free Britney movement is oh, happening. I love that part. And that people are like advocating for her, protesting for her. And she's just like, says like this, like lit up her life and like, was like, wow, people do notice and I can use my Instagram and these mm-hmm. things. And I cried so fucking I hard. Know. Imagine thinking no one cares if you live or die. I mean, she mentions multiple times, like how she almost thought about ending it while she was like locked up there. Like she, Mm -hmm. she doesn't understand how she survived. She says it's by the grace of God, you know, just being so close to giving up and wanting it to be over. And then all of a sudden you have Mm -hmm. this kind of a light in the shimmer. People are like, no, we noticed, we see you. Like, Mm -hmm. I feel like that's what people need so often is just, if somebody notices, hey, like, are you doing okay? Just mm-hmm. to have that one person sometimes if he's like, I notice that you you seem a little sad lately or it seems mm-hmm. different. Mm-hmm. So you can be like, oh, fuck. That's all people it takes, are, yeah. Yeah, people are paying attention to me. People notice me. People care about me. Like, oh, that's just, that warmed my heart so much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I cried yeah. so hard. Because, like, I, I remember following all those and, like, when it first started and, like, really being like listening to all the court hearings and like yeah, all this yeah. stuff. And you're just like, wow, it really so can. She calls 911 on her dad for conservatorship abuse. Mm-hmm. And then it seems like it goes really fast after that. Right. That she gets to have her day sort to speak of. to the judge. Um, it's over COVID. Right. So I think she might be over like a Zoom call. Yeah, so it's probate court in California. And so, like, everything takes four to six months. Like, Mm. they'll, like, say, okay, we're willing to hear this. We'll hear it in six months. But a lot of the issues came kind of consecutively. So once that was, like, lodged and there was all this attention, Judge Penny, may she rot in hell, finally decides to hear Britney's complaints because she has so much, like, mounting pressure against her. Yep. And... 
basically like her original court appointed lawyer allegedly was very in deep with like Lou and Jamie. Oh yeah. So he wasn't doing anything for Brittany. He wasn't giving her advice. He's getting, he's under review by the bar association now in California. I didn't know that. Yeah. 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 And so she gets her lawyer, Matthew Rosengart, Mm -hmm. who is a really esteemed conservatorship lawyer. And he got things done as quickly as he could. So the fastest way to get back control was to get rid of Jamie and have a third party, Jody Montgomery, appointed as her conservator of the person. So kind of slowly chip away at it. Like take Jamie out of the conservatorship first. Jimmy would have done a better job. (laughs) Yeah, anyone (laughs) would have been a better job. And then eventually move to get rid of the conservatorship. Yes, and that's what they did because Jody Montgomery is like she's being paid, but she's not like extorting millions of dollars from Britney Spears. And so Jamie was still a conservatorship over the financial portion for quite a bit, but everything was under a fine tooth comb. Mm -hmm. And so eventually they have Jody Montgomery and then they get the conservatorship exterminated. Expunged. What sort of, but what's still on the docket and is still not decided. The next hearing is in May is all of the accounting And so Brittany kind of talks about it in this, but she doesn't really get into it. She says, my estate, when my dad took it over at the time, was worth tens of millions of dollars. The way that it's stated is implied that it is no longer that way. Mm -hmm. And Lou Taylor is her former business manager. Jamie Lynn Spears was a executor of her trust. Jamie Lynn Spears oversaw moving $400 $400 million of Britney Spears's money Jesus into Stonebridge, which is a financial investment company yeah. ran by Lou Taylor. And so Britney talks about it a little bit where at one point Lou Taylor tried to become the co-conservator, but she found mm-hmm. a loophole by creating Stonebridge and having Jamie Lynn Spears move all of the money into Stonebridge so it wasn't overseen by a court. And this is all going to court, you said, in May, like in 2024? Yeah, so there's a lot of it. The final accountings of it all. Matthew Rosengart, her lawyer, is trying to get this criminally charged. I don't know if that'll ever happen. But basically, where we're at in the court case right now is Robin Greenhill, which she mentions quite often. Mm -hmm. She's Lou Taylor's right-hand person. She was very involved in abusing Britney throughout these 13 years. Um, is waiting for deposition. Jamie Spears, who's probably going to die um, in the next couple of weeks. <laughs> no, he actually is, is he about sick? to die. I'm like no, laughing at this. <gasps> What's he's about wrong to die. With him? Uh, who cares? Bye. <laughs> um, and so, uh, she's, are, are you threatening Jamie Spears? He's no, going to die. He's, trust me. He's on his deathbed. <laughs> it's like all over TMZ right Love now. Love to see it. Jamie Spears and then Lou Taylor. So the three of them are yeah. waiting to be deposed. Um, if Jamie dies, then. They don't have to pay him anything. Oh my God. I'm going to run straight to like TMZ after this. I did not know that Jamie Spears was on Mm -hmm. his deathbed. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, 
I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather. Now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And so, ultimately, with everything that... Brittany has gone through. Unfortunately, like this conservatorship case is not over. Brittany really doesn't have justice in this process at all yet, but thankfully she is free. And, you know, just kind of reading this and going through this, like it, it hurt me, I think to see just how much like shame she still has about like every little action. Nicole, I don't know if you kind of felt that way as well, Mm -hmm. where, like you can hear when she's telling things. She's like, I know I shouldn't have done this. I know blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. And I know this is bad where it's like, oh, honey, like we've all done yeah. that. I agree. You can't take accountability for some of your actions, but not for everything. Like we're all human. Mm-hmm. We all make mistakes. I get you're in the public eye. So you are being watched obviously way more than someone like you and I, where yeah. our mistakes aren't as big of a problem as hers. Yeah. And they haven't been held over your head right. for and like, perpetuity of life. The things that she does are obviously probably watched way, way more than some other celebrities because of her past and the things that she has done or the things that mm-hmm. people... Yeah, just like how much that would warp your brain. Yeah. and I feel really bad because it's just hard. And I'm... Like her Instagram dancing videos, like people make fun of those and it's like, who knows? Mm-hmm. Maybe she is just doing them for fun. Maybe she's not doing them she because... She is, yeah, I think... There's something like mentally wrong or anything because people always say that. No, she is just doing them because she enjoys dancing and she wants to do them. I think that is literally it. She's making posts on Instagram like a person who's not Mm -hmm. famous, right? She's posting just like like your Gen X aunt who just really (laughs) likes dancing and wants to record herself. It maybe has a tripod. Mm -hmm. Well, you you know what? Bless her for it. Like fucking bless her for it. You know, and I know like... I'll agree that some of the memes are kind of funny, mm-hmm. like that are mm-hmm. the Britney spinning and the da- knife dancing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, like this is a woman who hasn't been able to move her body for months at time. Cause she was well, even, drugged and just yeah. told what to do and say and where, like she just wants to have some fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I think even look at like, so she talks a lot about in the book about how she didn't have access to like a phone Mm -hmm. as well, where it's like, okay, Britney Spears in 2007, what was Mm -hmm. the last thing that you had? It was MySpace. Yeah. It was, do you go through your MySpace and tell me you aren't posting (laughs) things exactly like Mm -hmm. that and or worse. So it's like, yeah, she hasn't all of the outfits are so mid 2000s and that's just, yeah, Yeah. the access to the internet that she had, I'm sure. Mm -hmm. And just. Yeah. I, well, yeah. Yeah. They were literally locking her off the internet and like parental controlling her phone and bugging mm-hmm. her house and, and, you know, all of those things. And, you know, I know we've been talking for, for quite some time, but I think for me, just reading the book, it's so sad to see how we, even as Britney fans, like grew up with her, like 
contributed to that. Oh yeah, and absolutely. I think you know there, there's a lot of growth that our society has done that women have done, but mm-hmm. yeah, it was just crazy to look back and and see how society and ourselves and we all contributed to this narrative of a grown ass woman who gave birth to two children isn't capable of taking care of herself, but she can sell out world tours. She can perform in Vegas. She can Mm -hmm. do all these things. And, you know, I think any pop star who goes through this moving forward, like will be saved, but I wish we didn't have to like sacrifice a Britney. Mm -hmm. I totally agree. I don't know. That's, that's very well said. I think that we have come a long way. But as a society, we like watching our stars rise up to the top and then we love watching them fall too, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. Even if it's like you said, we're Britney fans and we were still glued to the tabloids and everything. I think eventually as conversations about mental health became more mainstream and as people were willing to have conversations about it, that's when especially her fans started saying like, okay, (laughs) no, 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 there's something going on here. She's being abused and we really need to like address this. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I'm, I'm. I'm really proud of her for coming out and telling her story. I mean, this whole conversation has been depressing. And the book overall is obviously very triggering. It's filled with trauma. Definitely. It's also, yeah, it's definitely filled with some fun and happy and silly times, too. Like making fun of Justin's mm-hmm. black sin and like the times that she got. Fushes, fushes. Fushes, fushes. And like how much she loves Paris Hilton and how much she loves Mariah Carey mm-hmm. and Elton John and how those mm-hmm. people were there for her. I mean, there's those little bright spots too. And she obviously adores her sons and her dogs. And, you know, mm-hmm. I just, it, it's yeah. sad that they, they sucked the will to perform out of her. Like she mentions in the very end, last couple pages, like, do I know if I'll ever do this again? I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. it's like she, mm-hmm. she lost yeah. that drive to dance and perform i mean no not to dance because god knows britney spears still <laughs> loves to dance but to do it for money mm-hmm. and to, to perform, perform. In front exactly of people. like you know she's she's yeah. just living her she's living her life one thing i really couldn't shake and you know i don't know the update on this but as of like six months ago Jaden and her two sons, Jaden yeah. and Preston, were not speaking with her they like um, said they didn't want to be kevin. with her that's definitely right? kevin Federline's. Yeah, that's totally Kevin Federline. But the whole time I was reading this book, it really just felt like her pleading to her children. Mm -hmm. I know. Like, please come back. This is why you don't you don't understand. Like, that's yeah, that was really the way that it was like felt to me. Like, and I thought that really shined through and how she spoke about Kevin as well, even though he is a terrible piece of shit person. The worst thing she said Um, was bless his heart. Bless his heart. <laughs> oh yeah, that was that was my Bless favorite line where she goes, "He really did think he was a rapper." Bless his heart. He really did try. If you're southern, you know, bless your heart is like, "Oh, you're a too stupid for your own good." Like, oh, honey. Uh, oh, oh, honey. What was your overall uh, takeaway or like impression of the book, Nicole? What's your your review? I do think of Brittany in a new light now because I always thought she was just not fully there as a person, obviously like growing mm-hmm. up again, like I said before, I wasn't like a full fan. I was just, I liked her music. You just saw the crazy headlines. I thought her music was really, really good. And she was a great performer and everything, but I just wasn't a fan. Yeah. I don't like to use the word crazy. I don't know. I don't want to call her crazy, but mm-hmm. 
yeah, just not mentally there, I guess is the right word. I don't know. I want to be respectful of like the terminology, mm-hmm. but I know what you mean. Yeah. 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 But reading the book, it's like, it gives me a whole new perspective on her and her life. And I have so much more respect for her as a person now. Not that I didn't before, mm-hmm. but just in a different aspect, I guess. And I feel for her. I'm a fan of her now. I love her. Mm-hmm. And I do hope that she does if she still needs it and is not going to get the help that she needs. And I hope that her sons do realize that she is a good person and that they do mm-hmm. like come around and talk to her because I think if they do, then she will like just have the rest of the world. Everything yeah, she needs. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. You know, and that's interesting. Like something that you mentioned, like get the help that she needs if she needs it and on her own terms. Mm-hmm. Right. Like I mm-hmm. think it's important yes. to say there's no shame in if you have spent time in a mental health facility. Absolutely mm-hmm. no shame there. If you were on mental health medications, it's just if these are things that were done to her against her will, right? Mm-hmm. So, and these are things like that she was given drugs that she didn't need and doses that she didn't mm-hmm. need. So if Brittany decides and, you know, it's none of our fucking business if she does or not, yeah, exactly. that she wants to talk to a therapist, that she feels like she needs anti-anxiety mm-hmm. medications, if it's on her own terms and like, you know, this is mm-hmm. what she needs, then bless her. And I absolutely hope she gets, you know, like anybody, I hope anybody who needs yeah. mental health help mm-hmm. seeks it for themselves. If we're going to um, let Kanye West act the way he does, <laughs> like a free freaking man, we're going to let Britney Spears do that. Mm-hmm. And you know who was trifling around Kanye West as well? Lou Taylor. Of Screw course. Her. Of fucking course. Mm-hmm. Uh, may well, she burn in hell with her conversion camp oh gosh she's got a fuck all right yeah to look into yeah that now, she's so. a terrible person yeah yeah uh maybe we'll share some resources uh the week this comes out uh some really good like conservatorship uh update accounts and and stuff like that but yeah, I mean, I think if if it didn't shine through, we absolutely love Brittany. We're happy that she's free mm-hmm. and finding her voice. And we we want the best for her in this next chapter, whether we get to see it or not. Yep, absolutely. And definitely recommend everybody read or listen to The Woman in Me. If you listen to it, you get to hear Michelle Williams be amazing. So <laughs> Ugh, it's so good. It's, it's so, so good. good. Highly recommend. Bushes. She does an amazing job. <laughs> I read most of <laughs> yeah. it, but then when I was driving a couple days ago, I was like, oh, this is perfect. And I listened to like five chapters while I was driving and mm-hmm. got me, got me to finish it up. But yeah, I think this about brings us to the end of our Britney journey. Well, for this episode, I mean, well, we're excited to see where Britney goes in the future. Mm-hmm. We'll, be, we'll be rooting her on spinning in circles mm-hmm. along with her. <laughs> All right. Thank you all so much for listening to our two-parter Britney Spears episode. Uh, One more time, where can the fans find you guys on the socials? You can find me, Nicole, on Instagram and TikTok at Nicole underscore Eldridge. And you can find me, Olivia, on Instagram at Livy Marie's, L-I-V-I-M-A-R-I-E-Z, or on TikTok at Live Your Life 420. You can find me, Shauna Trinidad, at Shauna Trinidad on Instagram, TikTok, and threads. S-H-A-U-N-A-T-R-I-N-I-D-A-D. You can find all of the Pop Culture Junkie podcast social media links on our website, popculturejunkie.com. From there, you can find the podcast on all platforms. 
please subscribe, download, give us that five-star review that you know is burning in your chest. Keep following, keep burr, listening, burr, burr, burr. tell your friends, fushes, fushes. Um, join us on the pop fushes, culture fushes. junkie. Fushes, fushes. <laughs> join us on the pop culture junkie support group on Facebook, where we post articles, we post memes, we'll get more into our Britney talk, and would love to hear from all of the fans. Please make sure to come back next time for another hit of pop culture. Pop Culture Junkie is part of the Pop Culture Entertainment Network.